Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. We stand in awe of you, Lord, for you are the God, you're the living God, the living God. 1 Corinthians 15 gives a list of people that gave testimony of seeing you after your resurrection. It's an overwhelming amount of people. And then verse 10, Paul says, and last of all, me also, the one born out of due season. And then he says, for I labored more than you all. The Apostle Paul, where he speaks there at that time, I labored abundantly, yes, even more than you all. And he did labor more than anybody else as he spread the church right throughout the known civilized world of the time. But there we have witness upon witness of you, Lord. We serve the living God who gives life to all. We have a covenant with you in the power of the blood of Jesus. We fear not, but we move forward by faith. We thank you, Lord, this morning. As a church, we lift up Julius up there in that hospital up there. I think it's Petersburg or Peterburg up there above London. And we pray, Lord, that the power of God would come upon that hospital and the resurrection of Christ, that resurrection power, be upon him at once. We agree in Jesus' name and that you heal him according to your word for the punishment of our peace was upon Jesus. By his stripes, Julius is healed. We thank you for it, Lord. Give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. Amen. Well, love you all. And um, wow, we're having church again. I so look forward to this period of time that we could look at church. You know, Kenneth Hagin said these words. He said, uh, do not many of you do not desire, actually, just put it straight. And he was one. He said, don't desire to be a prophet. And um, I'll never forget those words. But from the age of just about three, three and a half years old, I'd seen my first vision. And uh, it was very soon fulfilled. And uh, I, I couldn't understand. I see that, then this happens. At first, and then I see a lightning bolt coming towards me from heaven it hits the grapevine and turns towards me, splits like a fork around me, hits the garage door behind me with a shot like a bullet going off. It's like a bomb shooting behind you. And I stood there, had a little black cat, and I turned around, and I just saw the dust coming out of, the dust of that door. All my sisters, I had three sisters, they came running and said, are you okay? That thing went right around you like that. It, it forked around you closed again and went on to the door and hit the door. And I said, no, I'm fine. And uh, so uh, before I was at school, I was about four, three, four years, five years at the most, when I looked up to heaven outside the door and I saw the holy city. And I thought, look at that city. Why is it there? 
And look at the color of that city. And I'm a little boy. This golden, majestic city. Never forget it. My memory is vivid, very vivid. I want to tell you about two visions, but I, I want to tell you that you better believe. Let me tell you why you should better believe. A week before we went on a pastor's retreat, the pastors, once a year we go on a retreat and we spend time together as a pastoral team. I had a, a vision in the night of my eldest Rottweiler dying. And I saw it and I knew it was the Lord's decision. It was the time for that dog at that age and so on and so forth. And we went on the pastor's retreat, and while the pastor's retreat was on, the dog died suddenly. Got a phone call from Marie, said, Dad, your dog is busy dying. I said, well, take her to the, to the vet. She won't live. She won't live. I said, Lord, she won't live. She died. I saw her dead. See? One, two weeks, there it is. Now, Uh, in the book of Luke, chapter number eight, and verse thirty-eight. If I get it right, the story of Martha and Mary. Okay, verse 38. Why is it not synchronizing here for me? 8, 13, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Okay, let me just read this for you. Do not worry. For some reason or another, there's a, a reference difference. Uh, let me just check something. Please forgive me for this. Luke 10, 38, sorry. Got it? Luke 10, verse 38, says something. Uh, now, while they were on their way, Jesus entered a village. I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. The old Amplified is now known as the classic Amplified Bible, and the new uh, print which is 2015, Study Bible 2017. Uh, the new print is called simply Amplified Bible. The old one's called the Classic Amplified Bible. Now, from then the Amplified Bible, the new one. Now, while they were on their way, Jesus entered a village called Bethany, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, 
who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was continually listening to his teaching. But Martha was very busy and distracted with all her serving responsibilities, and she approached him and said, Lord, if it is of no concern to you, is it of no concern to you that my sister has left me to do the serving alone? I'm doing the whole job on my own. Tell her to help me and do her part also. Verse 41. But the Lord replied to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and bothered and anxious about many things, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen a good part, the good part, and that is which is that which is for her advantage, which will not be taken away from her. Martha, Martha, you're worried and bothered and anxious about many things. Worried, bothered, anxious about many things, but only one thing is necessary. And Mary has chosen the good part, that which is to her advantage, which will not be taken away from her. So, Again, from Luke 8, verse 18. Here we have, and I'm just going to read, I'm not going to just double check on references here, but uh, it's from a new translation that I've got here. Uh, Luke 8, 18. So be careful, same, same Bible, amplified, new one. So be careful how you listen. This is very important that you hear this. For whoever has a teachable heart, to him more understanding, the word understanding means intelligence, Hebrews, I told you, will be given. And whoever does not have a longing for truth, even what he thinks he has will be taken away from him. Whoever has a teachable heart, I want to say a changeable heart also, because no use I get the Bible and I read the Bible and I don't change my life to become the kingdom of God lifestyle. Mark chapter number four, verse 24. And then, of course, the Lord here is talking and he says, in verse 23, he goes and he says, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear and heed my words. Mark 4, 23. Then he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. By your own standard of measurement, that is, to the extent that you study spiritual truth and apply godly wisdom, it will be measured to you and you will be given even greater ability to respond and more even besides that will be given to you. Pay attention to what you hear. I repeat this. By your own standard, your standard of measurement, that is to the extent that you study spiritual truth and apply godly wisdom, it will be measured to you and will be given even greater, you will be given even greater ability to respond, regardless of the circumstances, I would say. And more will be given to you besides. Two nights, separate nights, in a row, Daniel the prophet said, the visions of my head troubled me. 
upon my bed. If you walk with God, these things happen to you. I walk with God. I make very sure of that. And so uh, I have a vision of a church. Now, it wasn't necessarily this church, but it's a church, very clearly a church. Like this church, would there'd be a row here in the middle that's open for walking out, and there's one half, and there's another half. Half of the church, while I'm busy preaching from the platform, have got the Bibles open in front of them, notes right there by them, and they're taking notes, notes, they're taking notes, and they're listening very careful to what I'm busy saying. Because it comes through the Spirit. This is a vision I'm talking about here. And in the vision, I mean, that, that thing is more clear than what you are in front of me now because the light is perfect in the spiritual realm. I see it perfect. Uh, and they sat with Bibles and they're writing and they're looking inside. And I look at Dr. Dennis here. He's got his Bible is marked and all of that. You know, you mark your verses. And... Uh, I, I, I see them when I refer to the next verse, how they turn page to page. But then I became aware of the other half, precisely the other half of the church. They were not paying attention at all. You'd never say that there is even a church message going on. You'd never say that they are in church. Some are standing and talking to other people. Some are talking to one another. Some are laughing about something which they're saying to each other or whispering to each other. But their attention is 100% everywhere else but in the word of faith, which causes spiritual maturity, which causes faith, which causes the ability to strike hard in the spirit when you pray. That's what I do. That's what I do. I prayed a prayer for Julius, and when I'm finished with that prayer, that thing came back, and they spread it throughout all that family there and here in South Africa and Pretoria. All the family, they got that prayer immediately, and they all wanted to agree with it, and they just got a hold of it, and they just wanted it. So I prayed another prayer like that, and so I record every prayer I go gets recorded, and, but when I, I, I throw my whole being into those prayers... It's not just saying, well, you know, pray for this, that, and the other, boom. There's, there's, a, there's an inward motion of the inner man that, that takes place. So, um, and a projection that takes place. Purpose-driven projection that takes place. And so, therefore, the half of the church was not paying attention whatsoever And then came the word of the Lord, and a voice says to me, this is what I want you to become aware of, that half of the people that you speak to, and I think this is a worldwide application because it wasn't this church, it was everywhere. Half of the people being spoken to are not careful 
to how they are listening to the word. They don't pay attention. They are distracted. They get into every other thing that is available. They just go with it. And their minds are on problems and cell phones and this and that and a business and uh, finances and problems at the home, problems in the family, problems with the children. Here's a problem, problem with a shortage of finance, whatever problems at the workplace, or they're just not in the mood. They're just sitting to fulfill the hour so that I can feel good I've been to church. And the Lord says, I want you to see how, what I, how I see the people. How I see the people. I want you to become aware of it. And I'll tell you, I was cruising. I was giving it my best shot. At the moment here where I'm standing now, I'm not that intense as I was in the vision. But I had boundless energy on this thing and I was preaching and eventually I turned all my attention to the people who were not listening and I'm speaking, but they were just, they, they were just, they did not listen, not listen, not listen. And the Lord Jesus said, that is what happened during my earthly walk. That's how the people listened to me. My word had no place for them. And the word place, he says, you, you call me master and you say, well, but you do not do the things which I tell you. It's because my word has no place. The word place is the word for choreograph, choreo, choreograph, to move from one place to another to advance. So if you choreograph anything, you, you are busy. There's, there's motion towards a height that you want to achieve. So it's a thing stolen in the entertainment world but it's really in the Greek tense where it really describes, if you take it as a noun, then choreo choreography would, would be uh, working, uh, 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 responding to the word as my choreography guide, my navigator in life. But they don't listen. But they don't listen. And so very upset about this. I mean, I got so, I can't tell you, I got so upset, but I knew now how God was seeing the people. From that moment in time, uh, when I, it was in the night, it came through a dream, and uh, I just said, Lord, you know, this is just very, very heavy for me. Um, Now, in the book of Mark, chapter before 23, we have the story of the parable of the seed. The sower sows the seed. Um, Jesus, in Mark 30, says, to what shall we like the kingdom of God? Or what parable shall we picture it? With what parable? It is like a mustard seed when it's sown on the ground. It's smaller than all the seeds. But when it's sown, and of course you pay attention to it, it grows up. It becomes greater spiritual growth forms and follows. It's your spiritual choreography. 
and all herbs, shoots out large branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. In the parable of the sower soweth the seed, we know that there are different types of soil. And Maud immediately made me aware of the different types of soil. Soil where the seed is thrown by the wayside, birds of the air came and they picked it up. Then she made me aware of the soil that is rocky where there is no time for immediately to receive the word with joy, but because there is no root, there is no life, there is no fruit either. They receive the word, but there is no fruit. And thirdly, um, there is the seed that falls among the thorns, but soon the cares of the world and the deceitfulness, deceitfulness of riches come in and choke the word. So when people are so caught up with things that cannot give life, right, Gail? Don't worry, I'm not preaching at you alone, okay? You're very innocent. You're sitting there with an innocent face, and you are innocent. But they get to a place where they're so caught up with passing stuff that really the word is choked. And then they must do with what happened to the choked words. Choked words don't go nowhere. When you see half of that vision, those people that were like, okay, they, 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 they're not, they, they just, they're just not there. And I'm getting more and more frustrated during that time and more and more frustrated, more and more frustrated. Eventually, I'm just about besides myself and I can't understand, but they're not listening and the Lord says, that's how they listen to me. And then there is the seed on the good soil. And of course, that delivers... Uh, you know, 130, 160, 100 folds. We always say, we always pray that during tithes and offerings. Will you sow seed? Now, in the book of Luke, it tells you that the seed is the word of God. Just like that. But now I want to, I want to get to uh, a thing which is very prevalent in our age. If you look at the New Amplified Bible, just quoting from the New Amplified Bible, Save some time because my time is little. So let me just go ahead and just quote and then save time. Um, the seed sown on the rocky places, it says, they receive the word with joy. Now, if you ever seen a tumbleweed, if you go up to the Northern Cape, those areas where it's dry, you see those bushes that are blown in the wind. They just, they just roll on in the wind because they don't have root it's dry area, and soon there's no fruit, 
And how they live, I don't know how they live. Maybe they live on a drop or two of rain that falls in that dry part of the country, Northwest Cape. And uh, next to the main road on the fence, you see thousands upon thousands of tumbleweeds that are just there. But here it is. In the Amplified Bible says, they received the word, but as soon as trial and troubles and persecutions and any form of pressure arises. They abandon the word of faith and they go for option B. And option B is not an option because option A is life. Option A takes you to heaven. Option B takes you to hell. The moment there is a trial, faith tested is more precious than gold and ointments, uh, uh, precious stones, should I say, gold precious stones, diamonds, rubies, sapphire, emerald, and whatnot. The testing of your faith is more precious than gold. But the moment... There is trouble. They run to the world for solution. Now I'm standing here in the middle right now of the platform, in the front of the platform right here, and I'm looking at everybody, and I'm saying to you that there's one called Jesus Christ. He is the great Savior. He is the great Creator. He's the great Healer. I will not give up. I have stubborn faith. I'll pray not only for Julius, but I'll pray for the next 10,000. I will not stop praying because I cannot stop believing because I've seen too many miracles happen in my life. I've just seen too many miracles. I will not, I will not give up praying. And you know what? You know what, even at the time when Lynn died, a younger sister, when she died, I said, I said, that is, you know, we might have lost that battle, but we haven't lost the war. And we are part and parcel of the kingdom of God. We have won the war. Dr. Dennis, I mean, the work the doctors are doing these days are incredible. But at the same time, all those work, works that they do, that is, that's really incredible. But I spoke to my daughter in Cape Town and I said, and you'll bear, bear me out, Dr. Dennis, that no doctor is God. God is God. And there's a point, you'd know it better than anybody else, you're a medical specialist. So there is a point where you don't know what to do anymore. Is that right? That point when you don't know what to do anymore, that's the point of the God takeover. And that's the point when you pray the prayer of faith and you pray the prayer of faith and you pray the prayer of faith and you realize you're at that point now. You're on a cliffhanger, man. This thing is now, it's going to go one way, at least we know the souls of these people are saved. So we know that a transition will take place to heaven, sudden death, sudden glory, that for the believer. But we also know that there are family members saying, please spare this person. So I have a prayer that I pray. In such cases, it's called relent. It's the Hebrew word for relent. 
that Hebrew word means, it means have pity, have grace, please have loving kindness, please forgive and give mercy. It's a powerful word. When Moses stands in the gap for the nation, he says, relent. One single word. When everything is, when everything is, as far as the world is concerned, as far as these people that work in those fields, I don't see the other doctors here, maybe they are, but anyway, here's one. As far as that is concerned, you've done as much as you can. A flat line would follow soon. But God. And I will teach you this morning just one word. Everybody say relent. It's, 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 it's a plea word. It's not, it's what you call supplication. The, 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 Hebrew, the Greek for that is diesis, which means, um, uh, 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 let me first say it in Afrikaans language, a smirk gebed. It's an intensified prayer in which you literally beg God in high intensity for mercy, for people, for things. How many of you have been there in your prayer life? Let me see your hands. But there's one word. When all seems lost, there's just one thing left. You're walking. You got this book under your arm. I don't have to have this under my arm when I'm busy praying. I know too many verses. I just, I just quote. I just keep quoting, 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 quoting. I go on, and it's just, it just flows out of my spirit. So there's no problem with that. So, but you got your Bible. You got your pen, you got your paper, you got your, your stuff that you have, that you write. This guy here has got a pen in the hand. You got it on your hand. Now you come to the point, you say, Lord, I realize here comes trouble, but I've got one more request. I am standing right here between these, this speaker and that speaker. I'm in the gap. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. As you live and I live before whom I stand, I pray that you relent concerning this disaster or that disaster or the other disaster. Have I taught you something? So may the good Lord be with you. Be careful how you listen when you come to church. These prayer meetings ah i have to say this because i'll use the time boldly till quarter past and then i'll stop have to say this there was the second vision the second vision took me straight back to where the first vision was that's not like three days later i'm not exactly sure but it's like three days later here i'm back in it again and i thought not again I suffered so much, I couldn't handle it. Why don't they listen? 
that they would apply it into their lives and make it their lifestyle. What, what, what's going on here? Then the word of the Lord came to me like thunder. If you will get, now listen very carefully. If you will get these people to believe in me, the Messiah and Savior and their creator. And in my word, truly have faith in the Son of God, in conduct, in motive, in godly intention, in purity, in holiness, in a prayer of faith from righteous hearts, there will be no end to the count of miracles they will experience in their lives. Let's give the Lord a praise offering. Everybody stand up. Let's praise God. No end to it. No end to it. You will pray, you will see things happen. You pray, you'll see things happen. The more you pray, you more see things, you see more things happening, and eventually it becomes a habit with you. You're just praying for people all the time. May God, who is the Almighty, give you the spirit of faith, which is in Christ Jesus, the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened, giving you ears to hear and an understanding to understand. Because if you understand the word of faith, then you have intelligence because the word is, if you understand it, it brings the entrance of the word, brings understanding, it brings intelligence, it activates your intelligence. And Father, I pray this day that even if they have the most difficult, proper, probably unthinkable, most probably things that I don't know the answer for, they wouldn't know the answer for, but they would just have one prayer left, they would say, relent and have mercy. And Lord, that that word would bring down your grace upon their lives at whatsoever situation that they have. Grant them the faith to believe in you and believe in your word. And Lord, I believe they will enter the next phase of spiritual growth that will astound them. In Jesus Christ's name. And I say, Amen. Everybody said, Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.